This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. And the Milwaukee Bucks have defeated the Atlanta Hawks. 113-102, still 12 seconds remaining, but this one is uh, this one is over. The Hawks looked so sharp in the first half. Bucks did come back and came back particularly strong in the fourth quarter. So the Bucks follow up their blowout win at home in Milwaukee over the Hawks with a win here. In Atlanta, take a two games to one lead in the best of seven Eastern Conference final from BetQL. Welcome to the new week. It's BetQL Daily with Joe O and Joe G with you. We've got Paul Aspen, our executive producer, Jake Hassan, Jake Alley working on the show as well. Busy, busy show coming up in about 20 minutes. If you missed any of the daily tip, you'll hear from Michael Jenkins to break down the NHL. How do we bet on the Stanley Cup final? All sorts of different ways, not just uh, game number one series prices. You can do the spread, how many games played. We're going to hit on all of that with the daily tips. Michael Jenkins, our number two, Jimmy Patsos, our number three, Tony Gwynn Jr., both Odyssey insiders. Joe G., how'd the weekend treat you? The weekend was good, Joe. How about you? How was the uh, rain, the baseball? How about this weekend? It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, the, the Saturday baseball game was uh, rained out by Friday. So that wasn't a bad thing to have a free weekend. But, you know, it's not that easy. I, are you a homeowner? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm in that stage when uh, issue after issue appears to be popping up. I'll, I'll, if you want, I can share some details later on. But uh, the ejector pump went out. And uh, we've got a plumber showing up about an hour after the show. The joy of being a homeowner wears <laughs> off quickly when you realize the responsibilities of being a homeowner. It just, it never ends. It never ends. Oh, it's one thing after another, and it's not $50, $100. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But uh, I knew this was, issue was coming one day, and uh, we got there on Sunday. Very dirty. The uh, the wet vac was being used. It's not a lot of fun. Not a oh, lot I've of fun. There, Joe, I, I've been there before. <laughs> I hear you. All right, but we've got to get to the hardwood. Some drama last night. Game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bucks with a rally of the fourth have taken a five-point lead. Middleton has been on fire. Guarded by Bogdanovich. Shoots over and hits again. That's a two. Had a foot on the line. You talk about being locked and loaded. Chris Middleton. 107-100. The performance we were waiting on, Middleton, 38 and 11, shot 50% from the uh, beyond the arc, tied a playoff career high with those 38 points, scoring 20 in the fourth quarter. Chuckles says the series is a wrap. What do you think, Joe? Well, if you look at points bet right now, they certainly seem to agree with Charles Barkley here. 
I wouldn't call it a wrap yet, but this thing is teetering. The Trey Young injury, as we'll get to, is going to play a big role in why this thing might be over. And Joe, you mentioned Chris Middleton finally delivers. I mean, how about that? It wasn't that he just had a big game. It was possession after possession in the fourth quarter. The Bucs ran the offense in the fourth through Chris Middleton, and he delivered. Like, that was – you always wonder, like, what's separating the Bucs from being a title team? What, why can't they actually win one? Well, it's a couple of things. One, Giannis is free throw shooting, but he always seems to fight <laughs> through that. And the other thing is Chris Middleton, you never, you never know which guy you're getting. He was 0 for 8 in game one, and, man, what a bounce back. He, was, he wasn't just good. He was great in game three. It was not like a, a boxing referee with the uh, count out for the free throws for Giannis. No, their 10 was like five seconds. Yes, <laughs> it did take a lot. It was quick. <laughs> Very quick. Very quick. Yeah, we were waiting on this Middleton game. Um, the uh, 38 points. So he leads all scores in the contest. And, and I would look at the odds game after game so far in the series. I'm thinking, you know, there's going to be that Middleton game. It's going to be Middleton. It's not going to be Trey. It's not going to be Giannis. I believe he was eight or nine to one. At least that that's what he was in games one and two. But he got that home. If you, if you wanted to go with the third favorite in Middleton to be the highest scorer, Giannis with 38 and 11. How about Bobby Portis off the bench? You see these others pop up when a team wins in the postseason. Portis was one of those others coming off the bench to score 15. Drew Holiday, very poor shooting night, but he had 12 dimes. So they're not going to complain. No, it always seems like on the road in the playoffs. If you win on the road in the playoffs, you could probably pick out the team that won on the road. They have one or two guys that we were not expecting to get into double digits. They get there. Then they got 15 points out of Portis. When you take Connaughton and Forbes into a two, but they get 23 points off the bench last night. That that's a pretty good night, especially you know in this deep in the postseason, your starters are going to play their 40 minutes. You bet your top two guys. So to get 23 points off the bench somewhere and 15 for Portis, that's a that's a big deal. The points bet updated series price: Bucks minus 2,000, Hawks plus a thousand. So Atlanta 10 to one. Down one game in the series, and they've got another home game coming up. First three games uh, last series against your Sixers played out in this manner. You agree with Barkley? Is this series a wrap? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the Bucks series before. You and I kind of waver a little bit after game one, like, wow, the, here are the Hawks. Uh, here's why I'm I'm feeling Barkley's right on this and why I wouldn't touch the Hawks right now. It's the Trey Young ankle issue. You know, if you told me Trey, if Trey Young didn't get hurt last night, if he was hundred percent and Middleton just shot the lights out of the building and it was two, one bucks, I'd say, you know, the Hawks still have a chance here. They could win game four. We know they can win on the road. If, if, it's a, if it gets to a game seven and I have Trey Young on my side, I, I feel pretty good. I have a chance, but if he's hobbled here, Joe, and we know he's already uh, a guy that relies on his playmaking, shooting. He's got to move like he's got to do certain things with those ankles that other players don't have to do quite like that. If he's hobbled, they're in big trouble. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's part of uh, the reason that you can get the Hawks plus a thousand down just one game. I, I would consider it, however, after hearing what Trey had to say after the game, and and I know what coaches say, especially those in-game interviews, which are completely pointless. Oh yeah, how's he? Oh, he's just fine. He's just fine. Yeah. Have you noticed fine. this year they are <laughs> they are particularly, um, I guess, useless. The the distance has made it worse. I understand this is, why they did this, it. Right. This year is really bad. Yeah, yeah. Like I get, I get what they did. They were trying to make sure everyone's safe and sending the right message. Fine. You know, they're keeping distance from each other. But it just feels like the the reporter and the coach are on the other side of the court, and he's like, yeah, what? Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, back to the game. It's it's terrible. I know. It's brutal. Uh, but Trey Young's comments after the game, for him to go on the record when players 
in the playoffs. Oh, I'm fine. I'm going to gut it out. Hey, everybody's a little hurt. Nobody's 100% right now. That's what the coaches are usually saying. But for Trey Young to go on the record, I'm hurting. It's frustrating. I lost my blow-by speed. Alarm bells went off there, and uh, the odds makers were listening. Yeah, it, it's almost it, – now, ironically, it worked out for them, but it, it reminds me of the Giannis saying Kevin Durant is the best player in the world during the last series. Like, oh, boy, you shouldn't say that out loud. Now, they bounce back, but you shouldn't tell the opponent that I lost my blow-by speed. It, it, it's almost like he showed some real weakness here. Uh, he's in trouble. They're in trouble. And if you didn't see the play, you can't blame the ref. He was out of – the official was out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it just one happened. of those freak things that happens. Yeah. And um, I'm sure Hawks fans not pleased this morning. Oh, I I, di- I didn't do a ton of betting on this game. Just a, a few small things. But uh, one of them was Bogdanovich under on the points. He took 16 of shots and he still couldn't get to double figures. I, I feel kind of bad. I bet on him a lot this season. But, man, he's not hitting anything. No, we started noticing the trend last week as this series, you know, went from the Sixers series to the Bucks series. Like, this was the play if you wanted to take a prop. But I don't think he had shot it as much as he did last night. So, it tells me maybe he's either completely just trying to gut through this because he has to, or maybe he's feeling a little bit better and the shot's not there yet. I, I don't know. But, man, to take that many shots and go under, That's a, I, I'd say that's a good call by you, but you also got a little lucky there, those shots. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little lucky for sure. Uh, Milwaukee covers the four and a half at points, but I saw it at five right before tip. So either way, whatever number you, you got, uh, pregame, Bucks cover. It goes under 224 under 224 john collins not dominating like we expected after seeing uh see him early in the series 13 and 8 he got into some foul trouble that hurt them it's just it's trey young and everybody else and if trey young isn't at the peak of his powers they don't have a chance well and it wasn't just the points last night because he did have a good amount of points but when he came back in he was a shell of himself and how about this only four assists from trey young last night we're so accustomed in these playoffs to him getting nine, 10 assists. I mean, he's not just scoring his points. He's creating for others. And last night, that was not there. Joe G., one of our fine guests, gave out a big-time winner for yesterday on the Lynx. Here it is. Oh. It's over. Harris English ends it with a birdie on the eighth playoff hole. Well, that was gutsy on both part of those two competitors today. That was incredible. <laughs> he moves into second on the season standings behind Patrick Cantley. Hope you heard Jeff Feinberg give out Harris English at 35 to 1 last week on the show our executive producer paul aspen followed that advice and he uh he bet on harris english every time i, I check back i'm like wait are they replaying the playoff again no, of them. The, 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 the old people are waiting on their 60 minutes joe g they were all thrown off on their sunday evening eight playoff holes par 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 what I didn't understand is why did they continue to play the same two holes again and again? You would think they would change it up a little bit, just to get a little something different in there. They didn't know that was, I mean, that's historic to get eight playoff holes. And yes, we got the winner on our show called last week. And how about Harris English? So he went seven years at one point without a win. He now has two victories in the past five months. Like this guy went from just kind of blah, right? The, the golfer that just blends mm-hmm. in, he's there, he's a pro, but he's not going to win anything. Now he's won a couple in a very short period of time. Uh, a lot of a lot of golf betters will tell you that sweet spot is in that 30 to 50, 30 to 60 to 1 range. 
there's not that big of a gap between some guys at the top of the board and that range. So there is a lot of value in a lot of weeks. 80 holes. They had to play 80 holes, but Harris English gets it done. I would have been so concerned if I had an English ticket. But hey, the sweat was real. Golf sweat is worth it. A lot of people were on Abe answer, and he was terrible on Thursday. We discussed that on Friday's show, but he followed that up with a 66, 66, 65. He finished only two back after uh, looking like he had no chance at making the cut on Thursday. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating if you're just slightly back of the leaders and they go to an eight-hole playoff. You're like, listen, I, I could I could beat these guys right now in this playoff. Let me in. But that's, I mean, the tournament was was really good. It actually, we didn't know what to expect from this one because some golfers weren't there. Obviously, some guys weren't going to go a week after the Open. But that was that was a really fun weekend of golf. Uh, lost in all this? Bubba choked. Yes. That was brutal. I mean, he was leading... For uh, a good amount of the tournament, he was the favorite. He he was named the favorite on Friday morning uh, at the start of the second round. Last five holes, he finished six over. What was the difference between the guys that went to the playoff and Bubba? Six. Six. That's it. There it, it is. Tied 19th. If I told you the favorite would fall back <laughs> to 19th, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that was, that was rough. We're a few weeks away from the Open Championship. We've got Rocket Mortgage. I guess we're going to have to call Jeff Feinberg again, right? Oh, Get him on the no show. Doubt. I mean, the people need it. People need a winner. Uh, no doubt. And uh, we're going to go to the ice because big game tonight, game one, Stanley Cup final. There's Pollock with a drive. It's blocked. Now Pollock fires. Seven seconds remaining. Nelson with it for the Islanders. Out in front. Pollock will clear. The Tampa Bay Lightning heading back to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they only needed one goal. That was it. It was a one nothing game on Friday in game number seven. Canadians at the Lightning to start things off. Tampa Bay heavy favorites for game one. Yes, I'm just disappointed our guy Chris King with the Islanders is not in the finals. <laughs> we don't get those calls. Yeah. But the, the Lightning there, I mean, that was... A one nothing game seven. Sometimes you get the drama of a lot of goals, right? It's coming out to the end. Someone's got to score. But one nothing. That was a pretty like I, I enjoyed that. One nothing in a game seven with everything on the line. That way and the lightning, I'm not surprised they won. They were heavy favorites. And and I think everything most people thought they were gonna win that game. Were you thinking you were gonna get your overtime? Yeah, I want I was I, I was like, man, just put one in. I hit the Muncie prop on Friday, the home run. That's I mean, good. I, if I got the whole, if I got the uh, overtime prop too, I would have just like throw my hands up for a week. Listen, I'm done with props. Too good. That that saved my Friday night. And that Muncie one was at the eighth or ninth eighth. inning against yeah. the bullpen. Yes, I mean I was thinking it was going to be off Arietta, and when he didn't get it off Arietta, I was like ah, and then he got it off the pen. Uh, we got an ejection yesterday in Major League Baseball. Hector Santiago. I don't know if that's going to send a message. We'll see what happens in the aftermath. They take the glove. The umpires say there's sticky stuff inside. What was funny about that is Santiago is kind of playing around. He has that personality a little bit. Uh, had a couple of stints over on the south side of Chicago with the White Sox. Uh, he was playing around with the umpires like he was going to dodge them. And then like, no, no, you're gone, man. You're gone. Yeah, so you're cheating. It took less than a week. It's funny because Scherzer the other day said you got to be a complete fool to get caught now. Right. They're all checking every time, multiple times. And here's Hector Santiago. Boom out of a game so i mean i guess it's working you know right only one guy got caught but someone did get caught so it shows that whatever the umpires are doing they're looking that they can see it right they can find it if it's there uh i saw jake Hassan tweet this our board op and i kind of had the same reaction baseball nut you are were you aware that santiago is still in the league i wasn't no <laughs> Now he's bounced around. I, I didn't. Even, I was like, "Wait, that is that the old Hector Santiago? It is yeah. the old Hector Santiago." 
Yeah. Okay. It was. That guy's been everywhere. A couple of notable sweets. Red Sox over the Yankees. How about that one? Yeah, the Yankees were in trouble. Real Friday trouble. Friday night was so much fun with the home run leaders. Oh, it's great. We got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's some value out there. Maybe. Everybody thinks it's uh, those top three guys. All right. Coming up next, our teammate Michael Jenkins will drop by. Tell us how to bet the Stanley Cup final. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.